And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shots. I am your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is Chief Atlantisologist, or Marine Chief Marine Biologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome once again, buddy. You know, you could have fooled me with that. I honestly thought today's movie was going to be Atlantis Square Pantis. Atlantis Square Pantis. Is that a Spongebob reference? Yes, it is. It sounds like one. All right, well, we're not here to talk about Spongebob. We are here to talk about the next chapter in the DC animated movie cinematic universe. That's a tongue twister. Uh, now, after dealing with the origins of the Justice League and, of course, Batman becoming a dad... Uh, we now go back to the Justice League, and basically this is Aquaman's mm, origin movie, in a way. With the Are you Justice sure League we're not talking it. about Spongebob? We're sure not talking about Spongebob. <laughs> I, 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 hope there's, I hope there's a correlation you're going to explain to me later. Um, so let's go ahead and run it down before we break it down. This was directed by Ethan Spaulding, written by Heath Corson. Uh, and this, of course, is based on the Throne of Atlantis graphic novel by Jeff Johns, Paul Pelletier, and Ivan Reese. Uh, produced by James Tucker, starring Matt Lanter, uh, Matt Lanner as uh, weird. I, that it's weird. Okay, they list him as Green Lantern in the Wikipedia, or in like just regular casting, but he's Aquaman. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sam Whitler um, is uh, is who is Sam Whitler? Sam Whitler, Sam Whitler as Ocean Master. Rosario Dawson uh, as Wonder Woman, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, Christopher Gorham as uh, The Flash, Barry Allen, and of course Jason Lamar as Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, one thing it's not reported on here is Chris O'Donnell, not Chris O'Donnell, Jerry O'Connell uh, is officially uh, the new voice actor for Superman. He is uh, Superman Clark Kent in this. Um, also starring Shemar Moore as Cyborg. Uh, Sumali Montano as uh, Mara, Harry Lennox as Black Manta, and uh, one I won't say because it's a post-credit thing, and um, Sean Astin as Shazam, and there was one more that I'm I'm missing um, that I don't know. Paul Eiding as uh, the captain in the beginning, who you may or may not know as the colonel from Metal Gear Solid. Right, I was, gonna, I was waiting for you to catch that. I was like, I wonder if Tyler caught that. Um, yeah, yes. man, that's a voice that anyone can recognize if you played Metal Gear or watched mm. Ben 10. Exactly. All right, so we got we got a pretty good cast. So um, this movie's only an hour, hour 15 long, about as long as Origin, but I like this one a lot more than I did War. What did you think overall, Tyler? Um, I think it was just fine. Like uh, another middle-of-the-road uh, straight-to-DVD uh, superhero movie. Like, there's nothing super great about it, I don't think, but there's nothing explicitly wrong with it either. Right. Um, now, this time, luckily, since this is a, effectively a sequel, although, like, if you're, if you don't, because, like, I feel like we're, con- I feel like at this point, people weren't really conditioned to understand, like, this is the next chapter of something in a movie unless you put a part two in front of it, or, like, said it is. Um, so, but... I kind of I let, let's let's go ahead and br- basically break down the story real quick, and then we'll kind of go in what we liked, what we didn't like, stuff like that. So after the post credit sequence of of or where we saw Atlantis basically the saw that a whole bunch of fish were killed, uh, Ocean Master uh, ha- and along with his uh, assistant or friend or don't really I guess business associate 
Uh, Black Manta have decided to uh, basically get rid of Queen Atlanta, who is the ruler of Atlantis, and cause wage war on the surface world. Meanwhile, uh, you have Arthur Curry, who is basically our star. Again, it is called Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, but effectively this is an Aquaman movie. Yeah, this is mostly his story, but the Justice League are pretty much just there to supplement the plot. Right, exactly. They're like the B-plot versus Aquaman is like the main plot, Arthur Curry. So you have Arthur Curry, who is seemingly dealing with the death of his father. He's a drunkard. Um, living, living in a lighthouse by himself. It's 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 very 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 a uh, little too close to home right now. But uh, it is what it is. Um, and basically, him denying his uh, his his birthright as future king of Atlantis. Uh, meanwhile, the Justice League are yes are, are are here, and it's kind of interesting because basically, uh, like versus like the Avengers, what we saw in the in the in the MCU, where like they became a team, they joined together, they live in Stark Tower, they have a great camaraderie. Um, the Justice League doesn't really work together yet. Like, they aren't, they're, they're kind of just, like, it's just a name only. Um. Yeah, they're all just kind of doing their own thing. Like, with Batman, I can definitely understand, because he's always been the lone wolf. But, right. uh, I would think that Superman or any of the other, uh, heroes would probably be super ch- jazzed up to or team up it, with all these other heroes. Yeah, or at least Shazam for sure, but like they're busy, like they have their own threats to like it's it's one of the great things in comics where like how the fuck does the Justice League have time to get together when they're like dealing with all the shit in their own city? So it's like it's It's one like of those... us in real life. Exactly. Like if we can barely do it, if a superhuman can barely do it, how's this, how are we supposed to do it? Um but I liked it. So basically, you get um, uh, kind of like in between scenes. Like Cyborg is uh, has a nightmare about like basically losing himself. Like because he actually actually TX says in the movie he he has his his uh, other lung removed. So now the only thing that's human of him, I guess, is the front part of his skin that's still exposed and his brain and his heart. For the most part, uh, to quote Obi Wan Kenobi, he's more machine now than man. Um, You're going there. Yes, I had to. They even say that line verbatim. Um, so Cyborg kind of dealing with that stuff, while also a coworker or a, uh, a, a scientist in Star Labs kind of kind of putting the flirts on him. She's got the robot fetish. She clearly played near Automata before it was a thing, uh, <laughs> um, or uh, or any other or, or saw Blade Runner. That's probably the better analogy. And so, meanwhile, uh, but every I, the other leaguers are kind of like doing their own thing. Uh, the most intricate, the one that gets the most attention, though, is the relationship between Superman and Wonder Woman. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that. We're, we're gonna get there in a moment, but we're just gonna get through. So, uh, Atlantis basically orchestrates an attack on the sub at the beginning of the movie, and they the, to, to to use it for their own purposes or or uh, Ocean Masters. Um, own uh, purposes, um, and so they they want they want to use the sub to uh, start a war, but make it not look like that they fought that they did it. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Justice League try, and that kind of basically gets the Justice League to come together for the first time uh, and work as a team. And there's even a great line where Hal's like uh, Green Lantern's like, "Wait, we have a headquarters? Like he has no idea. It's like, like they had no idea." Um, the Justice League come together, they figure out, okay, and, uh, apparently, number one, Atlantis is real, and, like, and like they can't accept it, despite that Wonder Woman standing right fucking there. Uh, you can't believe Atlantis is real, but you can believe that the six-foot-four 
uh, I think one of them was like six foot, six foot one, six two. She's tall. Uh, is and real. Also, there's a dude wearing green that can manifest anything with the ring on his finger that was appointed by a whole bunch of uh, big headed aliens. Right, but but uh, but fish people. Oh no, too far, too too far to stretch the imagination. That's just For, outrageous. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, so they we basically come together. Um, that leads to uh, learning about Doctor Shin, who is uh, he was in the Aquaman 2018 movie. There's a lot of stuff from the Aquaman movie that you can that you that's in here that gets taken in that Although movie. this movie came first. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying it, it you it, they took it from they took some stuff from here and they put it in the Aquaman movie. Um although it was in the comics first but whatever, who cares. Um and uh so it basically becomes a race to try to stop Ocean Master as he pretty much kills his own mother. God, what is up with the, what is it? What 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 Shakespeare play are we going to go through this time? Is that is it is it Hamlet again? Um, no, I would say so. It's Hamlet's doing the closest one. <laughs> that I, I'd imagine in the writers' room, you just turn, you. This is just Hamlet. You're just doing Hamlet again. Okay, and all right, print it. Let's go. Let's make the movie. Um, because they probably have to turn these around pretty quickly. Um, so it's like Freddie Mercury says, uh, "You can replicate my stuff, just don't make it boring." Exactly. Um, so, Ocean Master uh, officially takes over the crown of of Atlantis by tricking his people to thinking that the surface world attacked and killed Queen Atlanta, his own mother. Remember, he killed his own mom. He killed his own mom. Not even Ocean Master in the movie did that. Uh, oh, she was dead by that? No, she was thought to be dead. That's right. It's been a while since seen that movie. Uh, spoilers for Aquaman 2018. Um, and basically, uh, the ju- it, Orm leads his invasion force, uh, and it's up to Justice League, along with uh, the newly crowned, uh, new, the newly teamed Aquaman, to team up and basically stave off a, a immense uh, army from Atlantis, and lo and behold, they do. They save the day. Aquaman is made king of Atlantis and also joins the Justice League, while also the team kind of considers, like, hey, maybe we should, maybe we should come together more often because, like, you know, we could have prevented this a lot sooner. Uh, and and, Superman and Diana are going to come together, that's for sure. Yeah, wow, what choice. <laughs> God, uh, when we talk about Superman and Diana, I want you to play Careless Whisper underneath there. Um, so, uh, yeah, and that's and there is a post-credit sequence, uh, but we'll talk about that at the end. So let's kind of break this down by bit by bit. Let's talk about the main story, which is Aquaman. Um how did you feel the fact that, like, even though this movie is called Justice League, and the Justice League, it's not like they don't get screen time, they do, but they basically use the name Justice League as a way to get people to buy the movie? Because, like, like, folks, I have to remind y'all, Aquaman wasn't considered cool by this point. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, like, people, th- people usually associate him with, like, the campy 1960s cartoon, yeah. uh, where he just uses a fish to fight bad guys. Right, like Aquaman or like the stupid Dragon Ball Z bridge joke, but whales, you know, that stupid shit. Um, so, like, the the, res- the 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 reputation of Aquaman, even though, like, like Aquaman is not, like, is way better than that, and I'm gonna say right now, Aquaman is one of my favorite superheroes because, like, fucking dude's, like, ocean, like, ocean's cool, and he fights monsters and shit. Yeah, but, man. Um, and so, like, yeah, yeah, that's why I love Aquaman. And so, like, how, like, what did you, what did you think of Arthur Curry's origin story? Basically, I, I want to know. Um, I think as a standalone uh, movie, it would have worked fine. Uh, 
I do like that uh, they're trying to build up Arthur as like uh, his coming of age of uh, becoming a king of underwater fish people. Like on its own two legs, that would have worked just fine. But the right. thing that holds it back for me is that the Justice League is also there, and uh, it's mostly Arthur's story. And uh, since the Justice League is there, they don't want to seem too overpowered. So. Arthur has the limelight for most of the movie, and it makes the rest of the league seem incompetent. And it makes you wonder why are they even here? Right? Yeah, they gotta make they gotta make the good, the the fish guy look good. I mean, Aquaman is powerful in his own sense. He's just it's it's a very situational power. Um, I liked his origin. Like it, it's amazing. Like when I first saw this, it like it's crazy how they stuck like the Justice League stuff plus the Aquaman stuff plus the Throne of Atlantis game of Thrones politics stuff. All in like an hour and hour and a half, roughly hour fifteen. Well, there's a lot here, and it didn't like it felt longer than it actually was, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, especially when you can factor in Aquaman's origin. Yeah. Um, but I thought I thought his origin was was nice. Like you kind of see, like he's like at the edge, like he his he thinks his mom is dead, his dad is dead, um, and like. You know, pretty much his world's being turned upside down by this by this uh, Atlantean invasion. He has a half brother. By the way, the Thor analogies are not lost on me. Like, it's, it's, I was like, wow, they were just going in for that whole Thor thing. Like, banished, well, well banished brother. You know, you got the evil uh, arm with the with the black hair. Like, pretty much, that's just Loki uh, manipulating things, killing his own his own parent. Yeah, I can see that. Um. But yeah, like, uh, like, how? Let me ask you this: How would you, if you had to, like, cut the Justice League out? How would you add more Aquaman in there? Um, I would think I would probably just make it like a half-hour special, like, uh, like a sort of OVA type of deal. Because mm-hmm. I feel like what's there is fine enough on its own. Uh, just cut out the Justice League, and uh, you know. It would probably work out for the better, I think. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, it feels like they do... They do. It feels like with his origin, they do the bare minimum of, like, okay, here's the character, he's sad, you know, here's his powers, here's the reluctancy, and now here's the hero thing. And we gotta get this Justice League in there stuff, too. So, like, they, did, like, they didn't have the, the space to flesh him out like they... Like, you really could. Like, he's... Maybe he remembered, like... Like remembers his mom or something, or like, or, or he takes on Orm by himself, Ocean Master by himself. Yeah, we really don't spend a lot of time with Arthur in this movie, and it's a shame because it's his movie. Right, it's technically like, his. Way movie. more time is spent on the Justice League, and yeah. I'm not sure how to feel about that. Yeah. Uh, now let's let's talk about his brother or his ha- his step half brother step brother half brother right that would make more sense. Um. Orm, Ocean Master. How did you feel about Ocean Man? Ocean, Ocean Man. That's not He Man. We're not here to talk about He Man. Uh, maybe we will one day, but not now. How did you feel about Ocean Master as the villain for this piece? Um, I feel like that he's the pretty much the stereotypical uh, campy uh, sort of super villain that you would expect from a comic book from the Silver Age. Very and campy. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty over the top at points. And it's something that I can appreciate, but he kind of underplays his handiness at some points. Yeah, feel. like when he's in his full Ocean Master garb at the end, that's when he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take these two ham sandwiches. I'm gonna eat them both." <laughs> Versus like when he's like 
in his arm, you know, you know, uh, as part of the Royal Court of Atlantis, is kind of like more reserved, more calculating, more like a modern villain. But I actually preferred, you know, him like being very boastful and very loud and stuff. It was great. It's like, oh yeah, I killed her. I rammed a sword through my mother's own chest. I'm like, god damn, dude. Like that's that's some sixty shit right there. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay. So like, I obviously I think he's a better. I think he's a more entertaining villain to watch though than Darkseid because Darkseid was just imposing, but just one, but more like very one dimensional. Obviously, given yeah. his character. Yeah, I'd say that uh, Ocean Master is a bit more entertaining in that sense, but he's uh, not as intimidating. That's for sure. No, 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 no. So, how did you feel about Black Manta? Even though like he looks cool, but I think he's kind of just there. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because he's the only Aquaman villain that I actually recognize. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the the big, dumb, goofy helmet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you gotta have that. Um, I felt it was kind of disappointing that uh, he was kind of swept to the wayside in this. Like, heck, in his fight with Aquaman in the end, he just gets eaten by a shark and that's it. Spoiler alert, that's not the last we're going to see of Black Manta. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so he'll be back. So just, I want to leave your fear right now. When he'll be back... That's what, that's what you're going to find out, but yeah, he'll be back. Um, and uh, it'll be for a while, though. But uh, yeah, like it's kind of disappointing because like, it felt like that even happened in the 2018 Aquaman movie. We're like, oh my god, it's Black Manta. Oh my god, there goes Black Manta. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Hi, Black Manta. Bye, Black Manta. Exactly. exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I, th- like, I mean, like, granted, you know, how, like, he was basically used as a way to make Arthur look cool because, like, Again, Aquaman's not considered cool by the by, by the mass audience. So, or like kids, or God, maybe actually Gen Z might actually think Aquaman's cooler now versus like how we thought of Aquaman when we were younger. Um, yeah, it's all because of the the new J- movie. Jason fucking Momoa, yeah, he makes everything cool. Um, that dude's handsome as fuck. Yes, he is, and big. But like, I mean, what a way to make your hero look badass by just summoning a great white shark and just having him devour your enemy, like. That that kind of sets it right there. I'm just gonna add in Guru's ah after you say that. <laughs> Do it. I love I love your editing. It's great. Um, Thank so you. let's go on. So uh, not not great handling on that the side. So unfortunately, this stuff. Um, depending on your view, right? Maybe you wanted a Justice League movie, and then why is this Aquaman shit in my Justice League movie? You got your Justice League in my Aquaman movie. I got my Aquaman in your Justice League movie, and that's how Kit Kats were born. Uh, or Reese's. Is it Reese's or Kit Kats? I yeah, it's Reese's. Reese. That's right. Okay. I haven't had one of those in so long. Uh, either way, side tension aside. Um, the Justice League stuff, I, even though I know you don't like it, but I found it interesting. Yeah. I can um, see that. So, like, you have... Well, I already talked about the Victor stuff zone, but let's talk about Superman and, and, and Wonder Woman and how basically, like, they kind of alluded to the fact that, like, hey... I'm into you. You're into me. We're both six foot four. You know, we're both tall. We're both we're both powerful. We're both gods. Let's do it. Yeah, they pretty much allude to it in uh, Justice League War, and they go all in in this one. Yeah, so like they're like they're standing over uh, a- a- in Athens over the Acropolis, and they're kind of like talking about. Uh, it's actually I think I like it because it kind of, like you don't normally get these kind of scenes in movies. Like, and obviously in like the Justice League cartoon. 
you would get this stuff, but like in a movie, it's you don't really get it at all. So it was nice to honestly see it. And one of my this this is a shame because it shouldn't be one of my favorite scenes because like Aquaman should have the the time. But like that diner scene where she's eating with dinner with with uh, where Superman and Wonder Woman are having dinner together, and they're like, "We're just on a date," and she's like astounded by like nobody recognizes him with the glasses. Um, and like I I like that because like it's showing her a side of the world that she doesn't really see that much. Yeah, that part um, is but, cool at the very least. Yeah, but then Lois Lane shows up. Awkward. Yeah, because it's like, this is the first time, I don't think Lois Lane was, Lois Lane definitely wasn't featured in War, but obviously, you know, Lois Lane exists, she's like the, she's like Superman's wife, she's like the the, the soulmate for Superman, but I kind of like that tension where like, she's like, like trying to like, be competition for Diana, like I like that, like Diana is obviously considered by, like in, in universe, like one of the most beautiful people ever, like tall, probably has like, oil like skin like like you know greek stuff like that and this amazing just beautiful right and in kind and here comes lois sees that she's on a date with uh with um uh car can and they're together and she has she shows no intimidation to diana like oh yeah i'm i work with clark up real close the chutzpah on this lady. Like, gee, like, 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 if, if that, like, obviously I'd rather, like, we're going to see more Lois Lane in, in future movies, but I really like that because, like, if you never knew who Lois Lane was before that, although I, I, I kind of hard to believe that you don't know who Lois Lane is based on all the media she's been in, like, that, that is it right there. Just that bravado of, like, I don't give a hell who you are. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to position myself where I'm the strong one. Yeah, you gotta respect Lois for that. And like, but like, she doesn't come off as like, like, like super aggressive. It's just more like friendly competition, where like I could, I could easily steal Clark from you. And Clark, you know, we don't know, we don't really know how Clark feels, but uh, it's definitely, a, it, I definitely found that like, a, oh, this is an awkward but hilarious scene. Yay. Um, but uh, the only other scene I think I like the most. Besides that one was when they're all the Justice League are investigating the uh, the submarine attack, um, and I and I kind of liked it. I liked it because you got to see each piece of the Justice League like they're not not I guess area of expertise outside of being a superhero come together. Like um, uh, uh, Green Lantern notices how like the uh, the Atlanteans were swimming and they were doing like a three like a barrel roll maneuvers. Like those guys were Do trained. A barrel roll. Yeah, uh, Flash talking about how water, uh, things move, move different speed underwater, um, stuff like that, and like obviously Wonder Woman bringing the Atlantean thing. I, I really like that because it, it made them feel more coherent than anything else as a team. Yeah, everyone putting in their input is uh, something that I would expect a team like the Justice League to fully operate on. Yeah, it was it, like if anything, this movie again. You you can disagree about like not liking not liking the idea that the, it's called Justice League: Dawn of Atlantis, not Aquaman: Dawn of Atlantis. So, I did like that we get to see, we got to see some team building stuff here. Yeah, like this is actually technically the team coming together and forming like a family unit versus being like, "Who the fuck are you people again?" Yeah, right. Like your coworkers at Walmart or or, or the store you ever work at. It's like, okay, we work together. Okay, we're gonna do this together just because we're here. But once once I leave, I'm out of here. Bye. I don't I don't know you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> except much. except for you, Tyler, uh, obviously. 
Alright, alright, so let's, uh, any, okay, anything, what did you not like? Besides, um, like, not enough Aquaman. I feel like, um, well, the animation has always been kind of cheap in the slower scenes in these movies, but I feel like that it's much more noticeable here than any of the other ones we've done so far. Um, uh, I feel like that, uh, more than ever, the limp sync, uh, is completely off. Mm. And, uh... It just feels a bit more stilted, uh, I feel. Yeah, I will say, I, yeah, I'll tend to agree with you on that one. Uh, the, I think the action scenes were perfectly fine, but, like, it was kind of hard to get through those throne scenes. I didn't like, that was something I didn't like. The constant going back to the throne room of basically Atlanta going, you will listen to me, Orm, and Orm being the naughty little child, like, no, I won't. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Okay. I, I can't exactly. I, and, and we they do that at least what two times, if not yeah. three times before. Like we get like I'm like one was enough, guys. Come on. Anything else you didn't like, buddy? Uh, what else was there? Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Overall, not not a pretty, a pretty much mid experience for the most part. Yeah. I yeah, I honestly think there's like I, I think there's more. To, I think there's more to like here, me personally here than War. I think the I think the voice acting's a lot better. I think the recasts are definitely better for sure. Oh yeah, no Michael B. Jordan this time, but uh, the dude they got to play Cyborg was pretty a uh, pretty good replacement, all things considered. Well, this is the same guy from War. Uh, Flashpoint was the one where we had Michael B. Jordan. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um... Uh, but I, yeah, I think uh, Jerry O'Connell. I think he sounds better as Superman than here. Um, and I definitely think. And funny enough, Rosario Dawson is still voicing Wonder Woman to this day. Uh, even she was even in the recent Space Jam movie, so good for her on that one. Nice. Um, uh, so yeah, I, like yeah, de- and of course you recognize Nathan Fillion, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, been in all the movies that we've seen in Green Lantern so far. Uh, he wasn't Green Lantern in the last movie. Oh, okay. He was a different guy. He, he probably tried to be like Nathan Fillion, uh, but definitely didn't, I don't think, hit it. But I think that, you know, he was basically playing himself, you know, which is fine. He's like, uh, he's like um, Nolan North, where it's like he just does the voice, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're here. But I feel like it yeah, fits better, like, like when I, like, every, like he just looks like how he would, that's Hal Jordan, like, that's that's our universe's version of Hal Jordan, he's just not named Hal Jordan. Yay. Or Green Lantern. Okay, so uh, let's talk about... That post credit scene, then. Did you actually watch it this time? I did. Okay, and I want you to tell me what you thought. Okay, so, um... um I think I should probably break it down first before yeah, break it down. we get into the Break it down! Okay, so... Break it down now. Uh, so, basically, Orm is uh, stuck in a jail cell, uh, just trying to... Sing his praises about how great he is to the prison guard. Who he's he's burdened with glorious purpose. Yes, and then all of a sudden uh, we see Lex Luthor come in, offering a proposition. Now we don't know what the proposition is. The movie ends right there, and lo and behold, he has the voice of Steve Bloom, who you have alluded to earlier. Yeah, I didn't want to say who it was. Uh, funny enough, this is the last time. No, no. Um, no, never mind, never mind. I won't say anything. Uh, they do change Lex Luthor's voice actor to uh, Dwight from The Office in one of the in the in the movie later on. 
Um, uh, so there's that. Looking forward to the much later on. But uh, I thought it was a cool post credit scene, basically building up to an evil, ver- like they basically the rival group to the Justice League. Yeah, very similar. Lex Luthor's always been an interesting villain to me. Oh, really? So why? Uh, I, I'm curious. Why so? Uh, because uh, his main adversary is Superman, aka the most powerful man in the universe. Mm-hmm. So just having a regular dude just. Having a childish vendetta against the Superman is interesting to me. Okay. And uh, he also comes up with all these intricate ways to try to take him down and try to also take over the world in his own way. Like, I just feel like it's interesting. Okay. I look forward to like hearing your thoughts about Lex Luthor when we get to the death and return of Superman. Spoilers! Superman dies. Um, it's, it's in oh, the, no. It's in the fucking title. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I... Yeah, and uh, we won't. We I think we'll see this thread kind of pick up in Justice League versus Teen Titans, which is the uh, that'll be chapter five, no six uh, of this of this animated series, uh, this animated movie universe. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good stinger. I think it, I think it's better than the uh, like oh shit, it's next to He's recruiting Arm. He's recruiting Ocean Master. Oh shit, it's time. We're gonna get the Injustice League. Uh, at least I think we will. Uh, let's, I think we're going to go ahead and call it there. Again, these movies are only an hour long, and I'd rather not try to match that runtime. Uh, Tyler, let's go to the ratings board, and how many tridents out of five do you give Justice League Throne of Atlantis? Uh, I'm going to give this one three tridents out of five. I feel like, uh, the Aquaman stuff could have stood very well on its own. Uh, the Justice League just kind of feels there. The voice acting's good, uh, the action scenes are uh, pretty entertaining to watch, but the slower scenes are kind of hard to get through with all the editing snafus that I mentioned earlier, and I don't know, it just feels like an okay movie. I'll give it a, I'll definitely give it a three, I think it's definitely been within war, um, uh, very fun, uh, I, I, I actually like the team building stuff with the Justice League, you know, the whole... The diner scene was great. Whoever, whoever wrote that scene should get a raise and should be given an Emmy and an Oscar and all that good stuff. Um, very fun. I I do agree though. I wish it had more Aquaman. Like I love Aquaman, and he has his moments for sure. Like you know, but like I just I just wanted more. Um, eh, what can you do? We'll see Aquaman more in the next coming movies. Uh, I think we do at least. It's been a while. It's been a year since I saw these movies, so who knows? Um, let's go ahead and put a nice bow on it. And let's talk about what we're going to be reviewing next. Next For the next two weeks, we're going to have double cases of Batman. Um, it's uh, Batman, Bad Blood, and Batman... I don't remember what the other one is called. So I think Batman and Bad Blood is next. Uh, as I try as I try to... We're getting Taylor Swift in this movie? Aw, oh, dang. Taylor Swift? What? what? She um, has a song called Bad Blood. Does she? Uh, that, sounds, that sounds dark. Um. <laughs> oh no the the next okay so we had we just had Son of Batman. Next movie is Batman versus Robin. So yeah, we they just they just re, re they just united and now they're gonna be at each other's throats. And then after that we have Batman. I'll show you for not featuring me in this movie, Dad. Exactly. Fuck you, Dad. Um. As uh. Fuck the, Batman. Exactly. Well. <laughs> Well, Bruce, I say this in all sincerity. 
fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, and then after that we have Batman versus Batman Bad Blood, and then we have back to back Justice League movies. So uh, after just after after Justice League versus Teen Titans, we're basically at the halfway mark. Um, I think yes, yes we are. All right, and that's gonna do it uh, for this episode. Tyler, please plug all things that you do, please. You can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's that tie. Check the pin tweet to, to direct you to my YouTube channel uh, where I do tire shoes reviews, where I pretty much just review old ass fighting games for your entertainment. All right, and of course you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy for all things related to the marvelous one. And uh, you know I stream on live to, uh, three times, a, four times a week now it seems at twitch.tv slash Iggy two eight one four Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesdays all at six p.m. Central Standard Time, and Thursdays at seven p.m. Central Standard Time uh, until Justin and I run out of multiplayer games to play, or at least beat RE six. Um, and uh, and of course, please sure to go to chartshot.com for all chartshot content, where we have atomic uh, the chartshot games cast, the weekly video game podcast that we do. Uh, we have this show that you're listening to right now, Cinema Shot, which is our weekly movie uh, show. We'll be moving franchise to franchise per thing. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, by the time this episode's out, um, actually, no, it won't be. But uh, the penultimate episode of Atomic Shark is out by the time this episode's out. And the, the thank God, the finale. I'm on the finale. Um, is, on, is on there. As much as I shouldn't have said anything, the, I'm on the fucking finale. I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, the finale is there, so look forward to that. And um, yeah, and then go. Ch- and also, we have our watch along, Charge watch Remember, we have three different feeds for Charge Up Games, Charge Up Movies, and Charge Up Watch Along. So if you want to, you can your feed is not as cluttered per episode. Uh, again, uh, we will see you guys next week. Um, until next time, stay wet. I don't fuck no fuck Atlantis. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. <laughs> You don't want to stay wet. No. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.